Hello and welcome to the Sports Society podcast, a show about everything sports. Join us each week as we review and dissect the top games and sporting events across the globe, listening to the latest news to emerge from the world of sports. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by Chris, Ads and Josh. This is the Sports Society podcast. How are you, lads? Good, mate. Oh, Good mate. Night. What a weekend of sport, eh? Oh, unbelievable. It's a cracker. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Brilliant. So, uh, who wants to do the socials? I'll do them. Who wants to do the honours? So, jump onto our Instagram at the Sports Society Podcast. Feel free to give us a follow and be a part of our journey. Uh, to view our other platforms, simply head to our bio and click on the link tree. As always, email us at question at the Sports Society Podcast at gmail.com. Happy days. Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, first up, boys, let's jump straight in to the amazing game that was the AFL Grand Final, shall we? Oh, so good. Uh, we're all, we're all itching here. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've jumped the gun. I'm going to open a beer. Don't know about the rest of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, you're having a beer, are you? I am no, now. No beer here tonight, mate. Oh, Pepsi. Yes. Due to a long weekend, I thought a little bit healthier. Probably not that healthier, actually. But Got a Pepsi Max. No, nah, just a Pepsi. <laughs> I got a ginger a beer. Bit. <laughs> bit healthy. I just have loads of sugar. Oh, yeah, I just have just as much sugar. But <laughs> all right, now we can go into the game. Pun. <laughs> Let's do it. Who wants to take it off, Josh? Happy to do that, mate. <clears throat> Let's go. As always, very much an individual-based person. All, all about myself. Um. <laughs> I want to highlight two players before we get on to the game, which I'm sure you boys will do more of a breakdown. Obviously, Go Collingwood got, got the victory, which takes them to 16 premierships equal with both Carlton and Essendon football clubs. I'm not happy about um, it. Collingwood, <laughs> have, I believe, someone might want to fact check this, but I believe it's the 46th or 47th grand final Collingwood's been in. And they've yeah. just won their 16th. So they've been in the most, but they always seem to lose them. So yep. well done to Collingwood. But two players I want to highlight, boys, before obviously we we know that Bobby Hill got the Norm Smith medal. But I wanted to highlight two players. Well one deserved, from Brisbane, too. one from Collingwood. Absolutely. But I've got a player that I think deserved it more so. So I want to get onto that. Yep. Um, for Brisbane, Caden Coleman yep. um, or... Kitty Coleman, as they, as they call him. Stellar game. Obviously, the AFL's got this annoying rule now where they just refuse to give the award to players if they're in a losing team, which I don't agree with. But anyway, it, it's not a, it's not an official rule, but it's officially unofficial. Um, but Kitty Coleman was fantastic. But I want to touch on a player for Collingwood, boys, that looking at his stats, I reckon if I say his name, none of you are going to agree. But I'm going to go through the stats first before I reveal the player. Yeah, go. All right. So, 124 fantasy points, three inside 50s, seven score involvements, three intercept possessions, 87.5% disposal efficiency. Add to that as well, 24 disposals, four marks, 13 tackles, 246 meters gain, and seven clearances. That player is an ex-Swan and ex-Hawk in the name of Tom Mitchell. I was going to say, I think you're talking about Mitchell. Yep. He yep. 
looking at that, he he you have to say he he was best on ground. He was well, incredible. He's an ex Brownlow medalist, mate. So I'm not surprised. He's he's had good years before. He's played finals. I'm not surprised with those stats. He's but, a good player. He's a gun, mate. Going into that grand final, right? You heard about Dugowie, you heard about yep. Dacos, yep. you heard about Lockie Neal, you heard about Charlie Cameron, about Correct. Bobby Hill. How many times did you hear people mention Tom Mitchell? Dan? Not much. I think I heard his name maybe twice. But that's, I, I didn't hear it at all. But that's the thing with Collingwood. They're just a star studded team. Like they've got stars everywhere. He's the next Brownlow medalist that's not even been spoken about. That's how good their team is. I know he's coming, I know he's pretty old now. He's coming to the end of his career, but like he still correct me if I'm wrong, he still averaged like twenty five to twenty six disposals this year. Yeah. And has a possession in most games. Yeah, hundred percent he is. But the, the the reason he's taken his game to the next level is he used to be really um Ill disciplined and and he used he used to be unskillful. He used to turn the ball over quite a lot. And the, the point of difference in his game now is he's going to eighty seven point five percent efficiency, which Correct. was the highest in the game or, or close to it. So, Correct. um, well done, Tommy Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. So, Josh, maybe maybe you can just look up some more in depth stats of this next player I'm about to mention. Who I thought I had a, thought who had a pretty good game. That was Jack Crisp. Yep. Now, I can have a look for you right now once you finish talking about it. Two goals, so, two crucial goals, too. Two, two, cruci- two crucial goals, yeah. One behind, I guess yep. could have been a goal. 25 disposals and 456 metres gained. Oh, brilliant. He, he stood yeah, out for me. He's, he, he's another one, Dan, like that I was saying about Mitchell. He's obviously not a Brownlow medalist, but he's another one that he's had a bit of an off-season this year trying to fit into the midfield role when you've got Dacos coming in there with more midfield time. But he's another one that knows how to find the footy. Yeah. It's nothing new. Like, he, he he can find the footy. He's a great ball user. He's a two-way runner. Mate, he, he excels, mate. Like, he's a he's a gun of a player, and he's shown that on the weekend. So, good on you, Crispy. Yeah, that um, was pretty good. Josh, I'll... you find any more in-depth stats about him, or...? Yeah, look, he he wasn't the cleanest on grand final day, so he went at seventy two percent, which is average, which which isn't below average. It, it it's average for for an AFL player in in his position, champion data stats wise. But shout out to champion data. But um, I want to actually correct something you said, Ads, because I I respectfully disagree with you. I don't see Collingwood's team as being a full of superstars. I see Collingwood's team a team full of role players with some superstars. So. Like you look at these names and, right. and Let's I go just go through the names. Yeah, go. So Tommy Mitchell's not a superstar. Oh, he has been in the past. He's a good player and, and he is I'm, a Brownlow medalist. I'm talking about he's 34, 30, well, however old he is now. I think he's 32, actually. He's he's at the end of his career, let's say that now. So he's not he's not going to be a superstar now, but I'm saying he was a superstar. But like you go he's through come this... from a team where he's won a Brownlow medalist, he knows how to find the ball. You know what I'm saying? So I think you misread what I was trying to say, or maybe I said it the wrong way. But even in general, mate, like Nathan Murphy, Darcy Moore, no. Jeremy Howe, you'd have to say Darcy Moore, Jeremy Howe are superstars. Maynard's not 100%. a superstar. Frampton's mate. not. Quainor's not. I disagree with you. you. I think Maynard, Maynard is a superstar. superstar. Mate, oh my we, God. I would have Maynard no. in all of my teams, mate. We, yeah. throw, these, we throw these taglines. A, a superstar for me is, is a Jordan Degoe, someone who can turn a Dustin Martin, a superstar for me yeah. is someone who has the ability to turn the game 
with their actions. He, he's not a superstar. He's a good player. He's you're, not looking, a you're looking at a superstar as a ball getter or a high disposal, kick goals. Maynard shuts down blokes. Maynard doesn't need a high impact on their game. He shuts down people. He shuts down Cameron. He shut down multiple small forwards. He shut down Toby Green. He shut down... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he... he He's categorized as a superstar in my eyes, not so, because he comes out and gets 40, goal, uh, 40 disposals and two goals each week. So you'd classify a superstar as 13 disposals, three marks, three tackles for a whole game of – two tackles for a whole game of football as a shutdown player, 200 metres gained at 45% efficiency. Well, I'm you'd not saying he had the best superstar. game on the weekend, but I'm saying nah, – He's a not a general, superstar, man. I disagree. No, yeah, I, I, I do disagree with you as well because um, I, I do think he is a superstar and – I think you need to look at the season as an average as opposed to just just the grand final. Yeah, because and it's, it's not that it's, great. Because it's, it's, it's he's I'll I'll go through his stats as a I'll go through his stats as a player whilst we're talking about the game because I, I think this is a good topic because I get I hate when people chuck out the name superstar all the time and I'm not having a go at you two boys, it's personal opinion. But I think he's played well, man. Whilst I think he's a good player. I think he's been well. Uh, what is it, Maynard M A um, Come on, mate. You're a teacher. Anyway, right, whilst, whilst Josh is Googling that, I just want to give a shout out to Jeremy Howe. And obviously, I know he, what is he, snapped, has he snapped his wrist up forearm in the like opening yeah. couple of weeks? Round one. Yeah. yeah, round one. Yeah. Remember that? That was horrific. But anyway, um, came back from that. And did you know he actually finished the grand final with three broken ribs? Yep. Yeah. Courage, mate. Third quarter, was it? Yeah, Maybe big, big bump from. Charlie Cameron, yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. Got a massive right. bump. But that, that, that's that's what I was saying earlier, I think a few weeks ago, where your, your players like that who stand up when they're injured or they're not just going to go and sit on the sidelines. They're going to no. stand up. I've got broken ribs, but I'm a part of this team. I'm going to win this fucking thing for this team because I'm important. Superstar. That's, that's your leader right there. Jer- Jeremy Howe is a superstar. I'll give yeah, you that. Right, I'm going to go through Maynard's stats this year. So champion data, once again, shout out to champion data. Um, yeah. Hoiny, if you ever want to come on, mate. Hoiny is one of the blokes that does champion data's key stats. Basically, they've put a formula together where they rank players according to their position. So not, you know, they don't compare yeah, Darcy yeah, yeah. Moore with Patrick Cripps. They compare Darcy Moore with Jacob Wiedering. So Maynard's statistics this year for disposals, he's below average for kicks is average for handballs is average for marks is average for meters gains is average for tackling is average for fantasy points. He's average. So he's average in all key statistics for a halfback, which is why I'm saying he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have him on my team, but Jeremy Howe's a superstar. Jeremy Howe can turn a game. Jordan Dugowie can turn a game. I don't think Braden Maynard turns game. He's a good That's player. Fair. Not fair. Fair whack. Yeah, that's, that's but fair. what I'm fair saying, it, and this is my compliment to Collingwood is, and, and Craig McRae, aside from Darcy Moore, who I've got a man crush on, and, and Jordan Dugowie and a few others, a lot of their team is made up of role players who just do the job. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Tommy Mitchell, Jack Crisp. You would, If you said Maynard, Crisp, Mitchell, if you said those three players were keys in Collingwood winning a flag, you'd be saying you're having a laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, and then yeah, you went through Brisbane's team and there's all these superstars, but they didn't do much. Correct. So wow. I think Collingwood, just as a system, yeah, I think so. Yep. I, I think Brisbane had a stale game. They did. They yeah. did play well. I can't. They they were accurate. They were 
involved in the game. I know Collingwood what had nine more scoring shots in the end, I think, nine or ten. But Brisbane were coming all game. They did not have a time where they weren't, you know, active. No, they didn't let off. So and like you said to me... most Collingwood got in front was 14 points. I think so, yeah. And you said it a couple of weeks ago, Josh, that Brisbane just turn it on. And you said that to me the weekend as well when we were watching it. They just turn it mm. on. And another prediction that you, well, you said would, would get the, the medal was Zach Bailey, but he didn't. Correct. But Did you see did. his goal? Mate, that, that cold shot from like 30 out or whatever it was. How good was that goal, mate? Mate, that was sick. On the boundary line. Yeah. Oh, mate, on the boundary line. Dodgers one, Dodgers two. I'll see him get the ball. He hit it and then Josh went, no. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. In the first quarter, he was winning the Norm Smith, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Went a bit Um, quiet after halftime, but yeah, ripper game. Yeah, he was a big player there in that game. It's funny, Brizier and my blowtorch. Boys, so upon reflection in this game, if you look across the board, Colling, including on the scoreboard, Collingwood realistically should have won that game by five, six goals. Yeah, right, and easy. I want to put a couple of people on notice for Brisbane, and I'm going to put their small forwards on notice. Right, so between Lions, Archie, Charlie Cameron, and Lincoln McCarthy, right, they had seven disposals each. Yes, Charlie kicked three. And Lincoln, Lincoln McCarthy kicked two, but they had no impact outside of that. Yeah, but I think that's, then, that's a bit harsh on Cameron. He's kicked three as a small forward. He has, he but I'm goals, saying mate, as, that's his job. as a collective, yeah, as a collective, they those players, so McCarthy, Cameron, Archie. So you, you look at Cameron, he's kicked three goals, but he's had 40 fantasy points because he just turned the ball over. He did nothing else. That's fair, um, but he's there to kick goals, mate. Rainer yeah, did nothing. Not, Rainer's another I'll one. So all Rainer, these, Rainer had a poor game. But this is the issue. This is how good Brisbane are. This is why they're in yeah. my blowtorch because they're super. Even Lockie Neal only had twenty touches, so their superstars didn't yeah. play well, and they just lost. So I think we're going to be speaking about Brisbane winning two or three flags in a row coming up because they, I think they didn't play great, and yet they almost won the grand final. And I think they were average. Oh, I feel like they'll get better. I do think they played great. Um, obviously their, their stars had, you know, Lockie Neal had an impact after half time. He was very, very quiet in the first half, but so, they've got a huge improvement to go and that's what's exciting. And that's what you're trying to say. So I'm going to go through play. these, these players, mate, Lockie Neal, 21, McCluggage, 21, Dunkley, 20, Lester, 18, Zorko, 17, Danaher, 16, Starsevic, 14, Robertson, McKenna, McInerney, all 13, Bailey, Wilmot, 12. Rainer, Berry, Hipwood, all on 10. Gardner, Fletcher on seven. And then all of Brisbane's small forwards had less than seven disposals. So they just, it's yeah. like they didn't get their hands on the ball. Yeah. Yet they almost won. How how on earth did they do that? And credit again to Collingwood as well. So you've got Quainer on one of them. Yeah. Again, you've got Maynard on one of them. How, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> Role saying, players. Funny, yeah, isn't role, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like... That was that superstar argument. Like, if you put Maynard up against Cameron, in all honesty, who would you say the better player is? Like, superstar-wise, if you had to pick one player to be Maynard a show against Cameron, was it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you'd expect Cameron to turn it on seven out of ten times. Yeah. So, Cameron's a superstar, but Maynard, I feel like Maynard's more consistent. And I'm being harsh on Charlie because he fair. kicked three, but... That's fair. 
I don't think Brizzy's small forwards played well. I think that's credit to those blokes you just mentioned, yeah. Quainar, yeah. Maynard, um, McQu- uh, not McQuarrie, um, Murphy. I want to so. um, I want to talk about one fella, and you guys might disagree with me. Probably more than likely disagree with me. And um, I know a few Pi fans weren't happy with his performance. He's coming late. He came in to replace McStay. Um, obviously, I'm talking about Billy Frampton. I know he only had two disposals, but his job on the day was to be, um, what do you call, take contested marks, obviously didn't take contested marks, but bring it to ground, stop Harris Andrews from having an impact, and I don't think Harris Andrews had any impact till maybe the last quarter. So I feel like Billy Frampton played his role. He's been given a bit of grief from a lot of um, supporters. Do you disagree or agree with me there? Me? Yeah. Do you disagree I, with me? I agreed with you until I looked at the stats. I, the stats aren't good. The stats yeah. aren't good. I agree with that. The stats aren't good. Had two disposals. I'm talking Harris's stats. He had nine marks for the game, which is elite for a key backman, which I, yeah. did, I did not see him take nine marks. But but he didn't have an impact. Like no, he, usually he wasn't was. allowed I to know, intercept. I know he had nine marks, but I've seen Harris Andrews turn it on where – a team can't get a goal or can't make an impact in the forward line. So I actually give Billy Frampton a little bit of credit. I know he's had a bit of um, a bit of a hard time. Um, but yeah, no, I give him credit, mate. I think he had a good game. So Yeah, look, I I think he, he definitely put it this way, he wouldn't have been getting a game if certain players were fit, but that's fair. Um, I didn't know Andrews notice Andrews on the day, even though Correct. he did have eight intercept possessions. So I think that goes to show how good of a player he is too, that Correct. you don't notice him and he has eight intercept possessions. But I just think it was a cra- cracker game overall, boys. I've, I've got one. 100%. I've got one who I thought personally had a stinker, and that's Mason Cox. Now, for a guy of his size, <clears throat> he's shit in the ruck, man. I might not know a lot about AFL, but I thought he he hasn't had a great season. I don't as a whole. think he had a stinker though. Josh, pull up the believe... stats for, for Coxie, will you? But since you're... No, I'm gonna... He had more hitouts than Oscar. Right. So Mason Mason Cox's role, he's obviously a ruckman, yeah? Yep. His role is to be a ruckman and play forward. He's come out and had 31 hitouts compared to Oscar McInerney, who had 28 hitouts. Yeah, okay. Had seven disposals, pretty low impact. But he, Average. And two behinds. If those behinds were goals, you turn around and say that's a good game from Mace. Two Potentially, goals but I just... Hitouts. Every, every week I watch him play, he can't tackle, he can't run. Like, all he can do is yeah, jump for the ball. He's just got long arms. It's just like Mr. Tangle, know- mate. He's you know what he brings you? He, he brings you, and it sounds ridiculous, but he brings your knees to the ribs. He brings you yeah. a contest. He brings you physicality. Now, yeah. I was big on Os- Oscar McInerney last week. Or I, I think he is a genuine star. I think I remember you, you, all of us, me telling all of you last week. Carlton's Ruckman in Mark Pitney, right? Similar size to those boys. He couldn't stop McInerney. Cox was average, but... I feel like he limited McInerney's impact around the ground by gut running, by following him down. 
McInerney was still had the better game. He had 13 disposals compared to seven. He had more marks. But I, I think that we expect too much off our Ruckman. At the end of the day, if they're there winning, if, if Mason Cox is winning hitouts to advantage, which he did, he's done his job. Because yeah, Collingwood dominated clearances in the... Just let me get the clearance stats before I talk about that. But I believe Collingwood were fairly ruthless out of the middle. Yeah, so Collingwood averaged... So Collingwood had 50 hitouts compared to 32. Right. Stoppage clearances, Brisbane got the edge, and centre clearances, Brisbane got the edge. But Mason Cox tapouts to advantages were were higher than than McInerney. So I don't think it was a bad. Job. I don't think it was a bad shout because he's obviously he has been better. Like I've seen games yeah. where he's bloody killed it, but yeah, I, f- I feel like he he played his role. What do we reckon, boys? Anyone else got, that you you noticed impressed you or disappointed? I've got two you? other. I've got two other players. One, probably short and sharp, and that's Jack Ginnivan. I just thought he had a bit of a disappointing game. He didn't really have that much impact. Oh, let's talk about him, mate. Let's talk about him. Prior to Go the on. game, did you hear what he'd done the night before? No, I didn't. Anyone here? I did, but you go ahead. He, what, do you, what do you think about that, Josh? What do you think about him going out the night before having a bit so, of a He's a horse racing man, right? Mm-hmm. He went to Mooney Valley Friday night lights, grand final eve, and God forbid he be a human being. No. God God he didn't drink. No. He didn't go out and drink. He didn't why are we expecting him to <clears throat> sit at home and do nothing? Like he I, didn't do anything. He literally went out and no. and watched the horses. What's the it difference between that and going out for dinner? Mate, you're playing in a grand final the next day, Josh. But why does it? But he's not drinking. Why? It doesn't matter if he's not drinking. The last race was at nine thirty. Thing on the front of your mind should be: I'm going to stay home. I'm going to relax. I'm going to get some rest. I've got to be. What impact did he have on Saturday? But I, I think I don't think he had impact because I don't think he's that good of a player. But in terms of, but in terms of him going to the, I don't think him going to Mooney Valley. And and leaving at nine thirty impacted his game. No, okay, I think, okay, I agree with you that because I don't think he's pretty average as well. I've seen one good game from him, and exactly. But I, I know we put a lot of pressure on him. I get it. He isn't a, pe- a professional athlete. The night before a big grand final, and you decide to go on a punt, like no, nah, so I'm not on that. So what? Feel like, that, that might be his way of relaxing, though. Nah. I agree. It's to get, I agree it's, with you, Dan. It's his first grand final, team, right? It doesn't look professional, Dan. First, fuck, fuck professional. professional. Like, what does he need to look professional for? For Victoria? Who cares? Like, at the end of the day, like... What do you mean he doesn't look professional for? He's going into a grand final the next day. So? I don't understand how, like... That, so, like I say, that, it might, might be... Yeah, I see your point, but that might be his way of relaxing. He might sit... It's his first grand final, correct? First grand final? Correct, it'll be his last one, mate. Yeah, so okay, we're first correct. and last. Yeah, okay. So he might be like shaking with nerves, right? And his only way to relax is take his mind off the grand final, go watch the horses, go and have a little punt, try and have a little bit of fun, and then just, you know, go home, go to bed. Whereas if he stayed at home, he might have, he might have drank. He could have done. He might have sat there worrying, you know, making a mess of himself, and then turn up. Not in the best shape. I understand. I understand what you're saying. 
I just feel like that's piss poor. I feel even Craig McRae come out and said, like, what are you doing, mate? Like, it's not on. I don't think it's on. I, I can see how it looks, but I, I mean, shit. that oh, just goes back man. to that goes back and to honestly, Josh's argument a few weeks ago. Do, are we expecting too much of the players? Mate, he's made a grand final. He's, he's worked his bollocks I, off all year. Let him have it's just a night before. Yeah, but save it to after the grand final, mate. If he fucking, you know, after the grand final goes out, who gives a fuck? But he didn't drink, though. But he just went and watched before, the horses. I don't care if he doesn't drink. Like, I don't care. Like, it should be a thing where, like, you're nice and relaxed. Like, I just feel like it wasn't at the top of his mind. So what would you say if he went out for a meal? Mm, that's what I said. A meal's a little bit different, yeah? Going out for dinner. But, like, a punting thing is just, like, such a fucking big thing. Right before an AFL grand final. I just thing, think it's really shit, really the, unprofessional. I, I'm glad is, that you guys disagree with me because, like, it's the good, thing is, like, you can get up to more, if not more, mischief, a hundred times more trouble at home because no, there's no media there. So, how do we know there weren't players snorting lines off a table at their house? We don't know. He was at Mooney Valley in I mean, front of the cameras. It's an unknown, but like, Alcohol free. He was probably in. The, if I was running a footy club, that's where I'd want them to be because the the media was there, so he couldn't do anything stupid. Yeah, he's in the line. Whereas if you're yeah. at home, it like, probably wouldn't be coke. It'd be peptides. Yeah, exactly. It's not essence. <laughs> it's not though, is it? So they asked, Kendall, they asked Scott Pendlebury about it, right? They asked Scott Pendlebury about it, and he was saying before Collingwood won the 2010 Grand Final, he was at home ice bathing, and that Dane Swan and Heath Shaw were out on the drink. The night before they won the grand final. I'm actually not surprised. This, that, might be, that might be his way of, like you said, calming down. That might be his, his pre-game ritual. We don't know. Like, I remember Pablo Nedved before one of the World Cups. Sorry, not Pablo Nedved. It was uh, Perlo. He said the, the night before the, the World Cup final, where Italy won it, he was at home playing FIFA, eating chicken nuggets from Mac- McDonald's. Perfect. That's what he's doing. That was his rich. That was his thing. He goes, I wanted to relax, play a bit of FIFA, and I wanted to eat some chicken nuggets. Like, there's people out there, other, other athletes, who wouldn't do that. They would be like strict in bed. They would have had their, you know, greens I, and. The only I get it. I get it. It's a thing that he might find relaxing. That it just does not look good. What doesn't does sit right with me, Ads, is that yeah. he didn't perform. And for me. If, but again, if, I feel I feel like that's nothing to do to with the I feel like because that's just TV shit, mate. If he had have kicked five goals and won the North, let's say that was Bobby Hill, it wouldn't be an issue. Everyone would be like, good on you, mate. The issue is that he didn't perform. <laughs> yeah. And that's the issue. It, if, <clears throat> like, I reckon Dane Swan would have performed better on 10 beers than he did sober. Like, <laughs> you know, I think the issue comes down to performance, right? If, if you're going to do that stuff and put yourself in the spotlight, because he knew that going, he's going to create headwaves, then you need to perform, which he didn't. That's but at the same time, he's got a premiership medal around his neck, and I'm sure he probably doesn't give a crap. So um, it's a tough one because he didn't perform, but also I think that he didn't do anything wrong. Bloody bugs me how he has and, a premiership medal. But anyway, let's get on to the next I've, I've got I've got one <laughs> more, one like more player. I've got one more player before yeah, we move on to like the game as a whole. And that's, and that's Isaac Quainer. I thought old Isaac. Again, yeah. Isaac Isaac Quainer, if you didn't hear that. Oh Quainer, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. No, we touched on Quainer a bit before, yeah. We have, yeah, we have. But I don't really know what to make of his performance. I, 
at times I thought it was average. And I know we've had this conversation before, Ads. I've said he's a halfback. You said he's a fullback. I, th- I think personally no, he's, um, he's a halfback all day long because the guy can run and he can distribute <clears> the ball. What he can't do is the tackle. Thing with, the thing with Isaac Quainer, he's a good one-on-one player. I, Sometimes. I feel like with Collingwood's team, they have a lot of halfback runners that can do a better job than Isaac Quainer. I'm not saying he can't do it. I feel like they have a better team. I'd rather Maynard on the halfback right now. But Quainard's mm. a very good one-on-one player. He's got a great mark. He's just hard just, to beat, mate. Like he, the thing he's is, a great black. He got he got swamped by McCarthy and Bailey, right? And he just looked lost. He didn't know what to do. What what you can't buy though, boys, and, and <clears throat> as a halfback, in my opinion, in fact, I'll argue this till the cows come home. The most crucial position in AFL, the hardest position yep. to play, is halfback. He's gone at a hundred percent disposal efficiency. <clears throat> He has not made one error out of his 13 touches. He has gone at 100%. Alongside right. that, he's also had five intercept possessions. He has done his job as a halfback. Could he have done more? Yes. But so can his everyone. impact... So you look at Josh Dunkley, who's had 21 disposals and gone at 50%. He's only had 11 effective disposals, <clears throat> whereas Quain has had 13 disposals at 100%. So if you look at effective disposals, he was actually one of the best players on the ground. That's the way you got to see it, which is which is why I said having thirty disposals. Which is why I said his distribution is good. I think he's a lockdown player, though. No, he's not. He's yeah, very good distributor. Very good. Yeah, he's a quality and he's a runner. He's a carrier. He can intercept. What's his meters gained? What's his meters gained? What's his Um, his meters gained with two forty seven, I believe. Okay, and have a look at a guy on the other team who's a half back. A genuine halfback, Connor McKenna. How many meter gains did he have? How much? Connor McKenna had four eighty-eight. So there's his difference. So being a halfback, you need to be providing ground. What was what was Quainer? Two two. was two seventy-two. So he's already two hundred and something meters down. So I I feel like a, a halfback. You need to break the lines. You've you've got to be running. I feel like Quainer. I'm not saying he's not. But I feel like there's other people so, that are better placed in that position. I so he's like just a, de- a he's more of a defensive halfback than, like you say, cutting the lines. Nah, I, you can't say that because he his meters game might be low, right? But how many of those kicks that at a hundred percent? How many of them went twenty meters but were switched? Or how many of those <clears throat> kicks set up plays through the middle? Well, that's of the what ground? I'm saying. He's a back pocket that's doing the switches, or he's doing. He's yeah, not... but he plays a half back too because he he, yeah, he lines what... up a half back. That's what I'm saying. He is a half back, but I feel like there's other players that are better than him at half back. So I, I feel like his possessed best position is back pocket, a one on one. Yeah, like... see, I think he's I think he's more of a playmaker. I think he's more of that player you use to take that. And I agree with you. He's he's a hybrid. He's almost like a back pocket half back. He's that player that you I'm can. I'm not saying shit. I'd fucking love him in my team, mate. So do I. And he's that player that you know he's going to have the ball and he's going to kick to the hot spot 30, 40 out from opposition goal, but he's going to hit a target. True. So I don't necessarily think meters gained is crucial for him. But in terms of a pure halfback, you Oops. would have to say you've got Crisp, who who plays at halfback occasionally. You've got Howe. So Collingwood have got enough players that get the meters. He's almost like the playmaker, the quarterback almost. Yeah. If you could so, say that, yeah. what's his what's his tackle I, efficiency? I wouldn't be surprised next year if Pendles 
I wouldn't be surprised if Pendles is playing halfback next year. No, I agree. What so, was that, Dan? Um, can you find his tackle efficiency? What do you want to know, mate? His tackle efficiency. His efficiency. efficiency. Yeah. Oh, tackle. Oh, they don't really have that, mate. They don't have it. They did, tell you tackles. Where he did have three tackles. Three tackles. He did have three tackles, but yeah, they don't tell you the efficiency. Yeah. Okay. Which, but overall, yeah. overall, he had a good game. So. And as a general for the game, mate, this is one of the best games yeah, I've okay. seen. One of the best grand finals I've seen probably since maybe 06. Was it 05 or 06 with Leo Barry? It was 05, wasn't it? That was 05, 06. Yeah, so and I even think... 2010 with Collingwood St Kilda, the draw was pretty good as well. Correct. I've, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll give it the third one, the third best one. But yeah, And Collingwood West Coast three years ago was pretty good. There's been a lot, hasn't there? <laughs> there actually has been. I mean, I'm looking at it as the last three, four years. Has yeah, been pretty average. No, I agree. But yeah, it's good to actually have a have a um a grand final where the results not known until the last couple yeah. of seconds of the game. So yeah, credit to the Pies for winning, and um yeah, credit to Brisbane as well because I'm sure we're going to see you guys up there well and truly for the next couple of seasons. So yeah, well done uh, to you guys. They've both had a good season, to be fair. First v second. That's well, that hasn't happened in what like 10, 10 years. Don't uh, know. Since 2012, I think first and second were playing off. Yeah, yeah. since 2012. Since so, 2012. So 11 years. But if I was the Essendon Football Club, I would be looking at Collingwood's list and figuring out how two, three years ago they went from 16th to being into a prelim to now being into a grand final. So pull your Can I give the answer? Yeah, recruiting. Playing Craig McRae. Yeah, I mean, we got Brad Scott. I'm pretty happy with Brad Scott. But Mate, that, that bloke... Has got players I've never seen a coach manage to get. As I said, I think Collingwood's a role-playing team. I've never seen a coach manage to get the best. Probably Bomber Thompson and Clarko were the last two coaches I've seen. Even Dimmer to get the best out of. Because then Brisbane's got the best list. If I was going to order lists in the AFR, I'd go Brisbane one. I'd actually say Carlton two, Melbourne three, GWS four. I probably wouldn't even, I'd probably put Collingwood fifth. For talent, yet for um, output versus ability, Collingwood a number one by a mile. They just, yeah, for sure. he just gets the best out of it. Fair enough. Yeah, speaking of flight, yeah, two, congratulations on your child as well, mate. That's having it. The, baby baby, baby girl, was it? Start. Yeah, baby girl at the start of the morning and then, you know, being a premiership coach that night. So what a great day he had. So congrats Pretty to good. you as well. Yeah, on you. Pretty good. Nah, happy, good game, boys. Good season. Great, Baggers we win the flag next year. No doubt about it. <laughs> oh, mate, the Saints are coming. Sooner or later, we'll win something. <laughs> Dan, you go for Collingwood now, remember? You said, is it too late to switch? No, never, mate. Never. It's always the Saints. Support Christy. Don't be, don't be an arse. <laughs> Speaking of Christy, was she happy, mate? Yeah, mate. Mrs. Mrs. was very happy. She's very happy the pies didn't wobble. She's not your missus yet. She's no, not your not. missus yet, mate. You got to write. Wait, no. you can say that in January. Almost, yeah. All right, boys. Well, if that's if that's that, we'll uh, we'll wrap this up, shall we? Let's do it. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right, sweet boys. We'll uh, see you on the next one.